Bad Karma, Holes of Mark podcast show, Bad Karma, Chapter 9. Three hours later, after docking the boat, Terry Campbell, Trey Campbell was dialing his work number from a phone, payphone on Catalina. Carla was just coming out of the restroom several yards away. She had slipped into navy blue shorts and a turquoise t-shirt and stopping every few feet to get her sandals on. Trey waved her Wait her, so she could see seen him. She looked up, winking her nose. She could, she would know the call was about work. It wasn't had a decent vocation in six years between her and finishing her masters and starting with the country handling adoptions. His excessive work habits, he hated work, but could not keep from being an workaholic as lazy as he dreamed of being, and that. Then that thing, the inst- that in- that instant, instant accident with the gun, it was always there in the back of his head. He couldn't sleep some nights thinking about it. When funny he could sleep, he would often dream about it, as if it's happening all over again. There, there, this is it. This is Campbell. I need to talk to Jim Anderson. Building D. Trey said in the mouthpiece, and the call was transferred. Carla didn't even come over. She went to get a sunblock from the boat. She He watched her. She looked like she belonged there. Beautiful woman in a beautiful town. He saw children with their father walking past Carla on the dock. The children were all laughing. One held a large sea bass high in the air. Young couples in brightly coloured clothes strolled along the promenade. An old man sat on a bench alongside the drugstore, clutching a cane, watching all the tourists with a look of disgust in his face. Carla got her sunblock and walked back to the prom- up the promenade, ducking into a souvenir shop. The colours of these small seaside town were all pastel blues and yellows and greens. It was like an old painting to him, a town from another time, a result of perfect action and sleepy eyes. The Katrina at its best was docking a little way up, with yet more tourists ready to depart. Trey had hoped that not many people would be on the island yet, since it was midweek. As it turned out, the place was packed. At least they had a boat. Later on, maybe a tank Mark and Tress Jesus out around one of the coves, and let the babysitter have a break for a few hours. That would be nice. Or maybe, well, maybe just lounge around at a rented cottage, read, watch, television, relax. Finally, Jim's voice came along. Hey, glad you're around. I'm not really around, you bleeped. Had some trouble this morning. Just thought I'd report in. It's under control, but shook me up a some. Jim had a deadpan way of speaking. There's nothing was very important, but there was an edge to his voice. Someone's bit his someone's bit his tongue off. It's a joke. At Dendron, Dan, Darden, Darden, because everyone, because between eye popping tongue buttons, it was a lot else. Of the, wasn't a lot else for the psych text to joke about. A little worse, Jim said. Drop the other shoe, Trey sighed. He knew how bad things could get. He. He had seen men and women do things to themselves that each other that were, which were to him like being 
upon a vision of hell. So static on the phone line. Jim, Trey said, what was that? I didn't hear you. Jim Jennison said, I said, well, be boy, somehow got hold of a play toy, a real vagina. I mean, this one didn't have a woman attached. Chapter 10. Christ, Trey Campbell's held his breath a few seconds. It was another prayer, that, more of a prayer than a curse. He brought the receiver down from his ear and inhaled the clean salt air, closed his eyes, tied to block out the image that was forming in his head. Then back to the phone. Fallon did that. Another bad news, I think he's done a how. Trey remembered what catching Rob Fallon flirting with Donna and warning her about how Rob behaved. Trey felt tears coming to his eye. Poor Donna. They had they they hadn't had a murder on the premises for thirteen years. I knew it was Donna, damn it. A pause on the line. Then Jim said, We haven't found the body yet. Fallon isn't talking about it. Why? He did it or where he put the rest of her. Cops have been checking the lockers and chasing him, but still no cops. Jim Fallon don't run. Cops ain't putting us in, in lockdown. At least that's not the hell that we had when Komoto ran in 91. Fallon's having his usual field day. But even he's acting weird. Fallon claims Donna isn't dead. Had to give him some other meds. Jim's kept chatting nervously about Rob. And poor Donna. But Trey barely heard him. He was remembering something about genitals. He interrupted. Jimmy, it's not Rob. It's not his M.O. You know that eyes and heads are his thing. Go check on Hatcher. Another pause. Jim? Trey? Said Jim. Are you nuts? He's bound and gagged. Look, it's her MMO, body parts, surgery. Bob hasn't, hasn't might have killed Donna, but the genitals, genitals are consistent with Hatcher. Check on her now. Right this minute, I'll stay in the line. Trey watched as Carla finally came out of the souvenir shop and home. Hands full of postcards, she walked towards him, her sunglasses slipping down a little. As she got closer, he smelt the coconut oil. She smelt delicious. He, she managed to smile, held out a postcard of a mermaid. I'm going to send this to Mitch. You'll love it. And we can care for got one for them too. Wait. <coughs> she saw him through the cards. She one out. She must have said he had to What's up? He sighed, watched her. He reached over and put his arm around her. A woman at work was killed. Oh my, oh God. She glanced through clenched teeth and said, said, I hate your work. We did, we did come for right you getting out of there. Your both eyes are tight, right? He kissed, he kissed her forehead, tasting coconut oil. Jim came back alive. Guess what? She's not there, is she? Rita says she's in her room. She's cuffed, still doped. Up for last night's meds. Face cover still intact. Well, thank God for that. But hope took well with the talks. Me too. If anything else happens, I'll beep. Okay, thanks. And so Tuesday, and Tuesday, buddy. Trey said, "Oh yeah, Tuesday." Jim said. Trey hung the phone up, caught his breath. The fresh air was a relief. 
He realised that his breathing had been shallow ever since he thought of Agnes Thatcher. Sometimes he held his breath when he went into a room at Dalton. Sometimes he'd shake his, held his breath when he heard her name. He held deeply, shaking his head. Was it all that stuff about Tuesday? Carlos asked. Well, besides being my first day back, he owes me fifty bucks. I told him something would screw up during my first week vacation years. He's an easy man, man. He's never bet against a sure thing. Although he didn't completely believe it, Trey said, Well, they can handle it on the other end. They don't need me. They repeat after me. They don't need me. They don't need me. They, you, they can handle it, Kelly said, mocking hypothetically, and then softly, I'm only sorry about, I'm so sorry about the woman. Me too. He shook his head. She was having a fling with a patient. I saw it coming. I spoke with her about it. Next week, I was going to take her out of the building and put her in another one. I probably should have tired her for getting involved. I wasn't completely positive about anything that was going on. Should have acted sooner. I don't, I don't think she really fell for these acts. She must have trusted him. Carla's eyes widened. You kidding? Why should someone do something that stupid? If it's your vulnerable and in spirits it happens, the guy is a fergopath. He found her weakness and he went for it. She probably had never been in love before. And this is young, good-looking guy. She's perfectly normal. And she's with him all night long, talking, laughing. Only she doesn't know he's playing something for her. It's not like, he's, it's not like he, he is. He does things for effect. He doesn't does things to get something for himself. Cause, because of him, she's not even real. She's just an object, like a rat lamp or a doll. Sometimes, Carla began, when I hear about those things at your work, it makes me so not so sure that we live in a decent world. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm sure. Think nothing else happens. I'm. I'm sure. Hope nothing else happens this week. It beat me if anything does. Troy said. Troy said, holding the beeper up and about to, about to put it back in his shirt pocket. Carla made a grab for it, not the beeper, dropped her, got the beeper, dropped her post and said, Oh no, he won't. No more beeps, she laughed, and I wasn't sure what was going on. She took it and ran down to the boat. To the time she threw it in the water, he was running for her. No, Carla, he said, but as soon as the initial fellow thing fell beneath her slight waves, he was somehow relieved. He had been, never been far from that beeper for the first ten years. Then, to his surprise, he started laughing. He knew it was awful to be laughing after a co-worker had been murdered, probably statistically. Nothing surprised him or shocked him anymore. Not after what he'd seen at Drayden. The eyes smeared on the walls. The men who tore his own, tore his own penis and testicles off with bare hands. The woman who took a light bulb, broke it. In front of him, and Jim had sliced the nipples off. It hadn't, if it wasn't just a hospital for the criminally sane, it was more than just an anachronistic notion of a madhouse. It, it was humanity laid bare, and both its brilliance and brutality. Trey said, stood at the edge of the dock at Katrina Island and laughed, shocked that he could, go, he could do after the morning's tragedy. He would not stop for, for ten minutes. He trained on a house in procedure. He had tried to reach out to Frey Fernand, 
to find himself, trying to make himself understood how he had hurt people and how bad the bad he felt in all accounts. He could not stop them from doing what they compelled to do. Donna Heard needed love and wrote her family needs scalps. It's almost it's almost it's almost occurred to him then. Chapter eleven. They they ate lunch at one of the restaurants along the boardwalk. Trey ordered yellowtail and a salad, but wasn't eating very much of it. Carla carefully avoided seafood and opted for hamburger. Neither spoke much during the lunch. Trey's mind was on Drayson's state. Again, he was fighting to put it out of his head. At one point she asked, Are you going to be okay? He nodded. If you want to talk about this, we can, she said, and we sipped her coffee. After lunch, she strolled up to the small cottage where they, were, where they were renting, set up after the hills, just beyond Zane Grey Hotel. As far as trade was concerned, the place has cost him a small fortune, but it's beautiful, had, had a washer, dryer, swimming pool, a deck with barbecue. In the morning, he and Carla went and sat on the bed, watched deer across the yard, heading for the stand of trees up against the hills. He joked that it seemed nicer than his house in Red Red. Redlands. Once he saw the cottage, it nestled, it was up in the hills above the sea. He knew it would be worth the expense. The city too was fairly expensive, but much not, but not much more so than Mrs. Quillian, who watched the kids after school back home. And this is your summer vacation, Carly had reminded him. What little there is of it, Cottonian's living. It was small. The town of Avalon was no more than several streets that ended almost abruptly beyond the first hills. Monument postcards is seen on Mediterranean, blue, white, yellow buildings, and a hillside over a blue expanse of sea. The town was packed in tight, in tight with shops and summer houses. If there were exiles from the rest of the island, there were campgrounds, nature preserves beyond Avalon, but most of the tourists stayed in the town and rode the golf course round the hills for entertainment, or hot, took horses up the trails, or gasped by the bottom boat out to the harbour. He and Car- Carly had come to the island years ago, and stayed a few weeks, and then had forgotten its existence as a quick southern California getaway, until they planned this trip. The choice had been either spend the cash and drive up to the coast, and do little or drop a bundle and a seaside place. Kyle won, as usual, because he wanted something relaxing, away from cars, especially work. Now, Mel would be prepared at sea. She had gotten everything wanted. The screen door to the cottage was closed, but the inner door was wide open. Trey didn't like this, although Katrina seemed a safe place from enough place. He wasn't sure so far from criminals and gangsters off the mainland. He opened the screen door and went ahead with his wife. Something about the morning's call to Jim Anderson came, made, made him nervous. Okay, so Hatcher woman has still an cuffs in bed, but the gentles of Fenton's hands just don't add up for Fenton. Fenton would kill you as soon as look at you, but that doesn't he wasn't sadist, and his problems didn't centre to her sexuality. Carl said, what is it? What's wrong? Just me and Sink, Trace said, turning around to look at the silhouette. 
of his wife against the sun's reflection at Pacific. Do you want a beer? I want you, big boy, she said, stepping into the house, letting the door stand behind her. Actually, I really want you to get back to my big fat murder mystery. I wonder when Jenny would be back with the kids. Then they both heard a loud spatch in the back of the pole. A train went to get a beer in front of the fridge. I guess Jenny's back. I guess Mark's still going, trying to swim. Get me an iced tea and meet me out at the poolside, Carl, he said. Bring the camera. I don't want to miss Mark's first swim. Jenny Reed, the local hotel, had been hired from the crew for, for the week. I was trying to teach Mark how to do a miracle call, straight call. The eight-year-old would none have none of it. Tress at eight. Levin was an expert swimmer and had never been afraid of water. She sat on the edge of a small kidney-shaped pool and sneered at her brother's chicken heartedness. Both seemed to have wisdom beyond their years. To Trey, who often felt that his children were smarter than their own man. Carla had a book in one hand and was pointing at Mark. Was pointing at Mark with the, with the others. Just pretend you're free, Willie. Mark, you're now diving over the rocks. When she went, then she sat to the book on her lap and started reading it, only looking up now and then to give Trey cam, camera instructions. So, so since they brought the video camera, Mark had, had been new one. Trey had hated lugging it all over the place, but he had to admit the memories it preserved were worth it. He got a nice shot of Carla shooting away so she could read, and then Trissa making a neat dive off the edge of the pool. Mark just sat with his feet in the water and refused to get in. When he returned the camera to Jenny, she blushed. She was 16 and blonde, a kind of sparkling personality. She didn't talk a lot, but seemed smart, and her kids loved her. Trey started turned the video back to Mark, who looked at the water, now less afraid of for some reason. Mark told the camera, I'll see you in the pool. Trey laughed, you can't, can you? You don't, why don't you tell me about that? What me, what me looks like. Me doesn't look scared. I know that. Trita asked, Oh, you're not afraid of cat anymore. In the camera, with sunlight filtering through the Bogovilla's shrouded chest of work, Trey's daughter visited, looked as if she's only half there. The other half of the shade vanishing. She looked so much, as much like a mother. It was amazing. She would be just as beautiful. And smarter than an old man. Back to Mark, who said, I guess I ain't afraid of Frederick. Look, he said, touching his reflection. Me too. Me too. Then he stood at the edge of the pond, looked at his father and the camera, and said, It's okay, Daddy, to get in. Of course, Mark, just jump in. Just jump. Water's not deep. Terry will help you if you're in trouble. I wanted. I don't want her to. He said. His son, his son said, "Will you help, Daddy? If there's something bad happens, like if I get, if I can't get out, like if something down at the bottom, don't nothing to be afraid of." His son shook his head. Lots of things down at the foot at the bottom. You just. It's just a mirror at home, son. That's all. It's just like a mirror at home, son. Mark looked at the pool. His father into. It started into the video camera, into the video camera. As he was about to jump in, a train had urged him to stop him. It grabbed him and keep him from getting in, to keep him 
of anything that might hurt him. Keep, keep him a second. Just a second later, Mark was splashing around the pool, doing a modified dog paddle. Carla looked up from her book, took her sunglasses off and cheered. Trey spent, kept shooting the video before he knew it'd be archetypal. One day when Mark was 25 and father himself, the father himself, Trey would show him this him, show him how scary it would be to watch your son take a step towards the unknown. I wasn't until first one thirty in the afternoon that his brain pieced together what happened back at Drayton State that morning. It must it might it what it what and what it might mean to him if his hunch was correct. Jenny took the kids over to go to the movie. Carla was having a nap. She, he heard seagulls overhead crying out. Trey made some coffee and picked the phone up. He just dis, disabled work. He, what, he had a fault of an area in the day had grown into fury. Donald Howard needed love. Rob Fallon needed scalps. The phone rang for six, seven times. He knew when it was... He knew that when there was an attack on, on or disappearance of wood, there were. Phone said to him, he knew that there was attack of, there was attack of disappearance on the wood, and there was not so much confusion about the phones that always attended. He had once been there during the riot and had his staff. Was so busy they hadn't uh, been bothered to buzz them in the riot control police who wouldn't in a that would not hadn't bothered had bothered to buzz in the riot police control police who would have ended the problem swiftly. Run for the phoning, Jim, come on. He felt certain the outcome of the call before the call before the line ever. Was ever picked up at the other end.